Hell yeah, Winnipeg here on UMFM 101.5. We are the Shimatoma Kingdom Cloud. Indian handcrafts. We're the We're gothic chopping. We're these boats. We are in love cut. And we're playing in Soulwatch from afar. And you're listening to Hell yeah, Winnipeg. You're listening to Hell yeah, Winnipeg. Hell yeah, Winnipeg. Hell yeah, Winnipeg. Hell yeah, Winnipeg. Bloodhouse. Bloodhouse. I'm and Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And this yeah. is hell yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another fun-filled edition of Hell Yeah Winnipeg here on the 101.5. Hope you've all been enjoying the fact that it rained a couple times last week. Hope you all enjoy the fact that the weekend was kind-ish. It's a lovely time to be outside and alive. I'm thankful for being here. Uh, Today we have a wonderful show. I interview Transistor 66 signing artists. Panima, um, basically a supergroup. You'll hear me say that later on in the show. Uh, that interview's coming up around the one hour mark. So if you're strictly interested in witnessing and hearing the the wonderful phrasings and words of Panima, then I suggest you check back around seven o'clock. Until then, uh, we have a good show lined up. It's gonna be Tun Starts Bandit from New York City uh, Oxford Collapse uh, from um, it was a Terminal Sales sub pop release compilation and I know nothing else about them but great track Oxford Collapse and then we go all the way to Modest Mouse because you really can't play Jay Hovland's music without thinking about Modest Mouse just saying that uh, and then all the way back to 1999 with Pavement uh, with the track Stereo it's probably the biggest hit, maybe. I don't know too much about Pavement, admittedly, but I felt like this song gelled well with the atmosphere of today's show. Uh, we got The Walkman, Sonic Youth, Run On, Rumspringa. Rumspringa is a band from Los Angeles that I saw a couple times. Just a duo, a duo, if you will. Wonderful compositions with, I don't know, this guy's a poet. It's fun to listen to. Remember Spring EP. Oh, I gotta say that's like 2003, 2004. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let me go to the War on Drugs off of their album Slave Ambient. 2011, right before uh, the War on Drugs broke big. Then we got the Darcy's, uh, Warsaw Pact, War Paint, a bunch of W bands. Um, Warsaw Pact was a group from back I believe and they were an, a funk band like a seven piece funk band with a hip hop vocalist 
very aggressive, very beautiful, very danceable hip hop because to all my fellow comrades out there, to all my fellow communists, uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't want to say I'm a communist per much as a socialist. Um, I understand that Leninism has a role to play to get to the goals that I think are possible, but the point is the Warsaw back. Stocks and Bombs, 2003. Check it out. Very fun. Uh, and then we round the set off with Ponema. We got a couple of their songs. A wonderful interview. Really great to talk to all four of these individuals. They had great things to say. Uh, it was supposed to be, you know, just a chat. But it turned out to we talked about COVID and what it's like being a band and what their songs mean to them then and now and what it's just like existing in a totally different atmosphere, totally different realm. So thanks to Panema for taking time out and uh, talking to me. That'll come up at seven o'clock. I'm going to start the, uh, the set off today with Andy Summers by Ton Starts Bandit off of their three song EP, Ton Starts Bandit EP. Uh, no, sorry. The album is called And When. So yeah, 2009 and when. Here it is. This is Ten Starts Pandit with Andy Summers on Hell Yeah Winnipeg 101.5.
Jason Hovland, Mitchell Gagne, Ernie Wood, and Chris Harden. And if anyone in Winnipeg has a team, this is just those four years. Well, Cowboys dance major player in the Cowboys team. Go to the reservation, drink and get to me now. It's gonna start a war. It's gonna start a war. Hawks in the big foot's been
lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess I can pick up where I, where I come into the picture here. So, again, I'd known, I'd known all these guys. Jay was part of that as well. Um, 
getting connected with this. I left Canada for an extended period after projection. After I left projector, I was in South Korea. And then I returned. And um, shortly after I got back, I the infrastructure rots and the owners hate the jocks with their agents and their dates if the signature's a check you'll just have to wait and we're counting up the instance that we say tired nation so depraved from the cheap seats see us wave to the camera it took a giant ram rod to raise the demon settlement but how And then we sort of love those songs with Tell me to uh, 
another thing that comes to mind, uh, listening to the drums, Mitchell, they're very, I guess what I would call them organic. Um, there's definitely a four on the floor dance ability, but there's also a very like organic, like you're writing to the music. Was that what you guys were talking about? Or was that something that you just realized, hey, this doesn't have you know, uh, a, a set formula? Because it, it just kind of sculpts and goes all over the place. How did you create your genre patterns for this music?
what show would you like to play? Like, what's your eyes in the city right now, this weekend? Where are you playing? And, who, and who's one band that's opening up for you? E- 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 each of you. Are you talking like any band from anywhere or any time? <laughs> any band, any time, but you have to pick a local band. Okay. It's like it's been a decade since I even remember what live venues are in the city. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to scramble my brain. So let's let's extend it. Let's extend it to any venue in any city. Okay. Where where does your band want to play? Time stamp. Be at any excuse me in any time period. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. I got it. Oh jeez. It's not that bad. Okay, so mid '90s at the Royal Albert, like early mid '90s, uh, uh, an old band from San Diego called the Titanic Boys, one of the best drummers in the world. And they'll be opening up the Royal Albert. Well, we Set on this peaceful shore. How about Portage Avenue Street Party with the Clash? We were modest on our bios, so I'm just kind of reversing the trends. Still, I remain tied to the past.
I, for me, I think that's the focus right now with this. Apart from that, uh, I finally started writing music. Like, I, I, the last year was just like, I, maybe it was a malaise. Like, I stopped working out, I stopped doing a bunch of things because I can't, we couldn't do a lot of things, right? So,
fully tight that your eyes just don't see light but hold tight to want to need and a fiend and then all point between the three see the screen could mold your mind to a T and the proceeds all go to feeding the fascists and to supper the upper tax brackets that fabricate the fad for the masses yeah that's that capitalism in action that's that making cash off your fat ass and packaged in plastic shrink wrap convenience product structure stripped of meaning and what exactly is fashion in season and what's so easy about three payments of the forms of economic slavery housewife with babies little girls who wanna be ladies notice lately tvs and papers promote shit that's just so hopelessly mediocre but feed it to you in such big dosages too many of my people's getting roped in Y'all do the pursuit of the new Like your plastic maxed in Drawing rough and up
buy her things and kiss her hair to show he was for real. And she would take those gifts and kisses, though just stringing him along. She knew about those wooden boys. It's an empty love to fill the void.
given if you readily amass in all the worst things you've been told before can only leave less room for the better things in yourself that you should always see a prophecy that can be self-defeat or lightening there's a choice and there we're harder on ourselves and we Yeah. <laughs> I spent all the past two hours reading about the mamas and the papas and listening to the mamas and the papas. We were high, high, high. Yeah, if you're a musician in Seoul and you say Woodstock, you only know you know what you're talking about. Uh, the other ones are. Yeah, you're supposed to eat that shit. What? We're, yeah, we're not the monkeys. Ma, yeah, you'd be interview. so proud of me. I was doing an interview. Exactly. I'm a Hey everyone, welcome to Hell Yeah Winnipeg. We're joined by Transistor 66 local alumni. Panema. Which is a, as far as I'm concerned, a super group of Jason Hovland, Mitchell Gagne, Ernie Wood, and Chris Harder. 
And if anyone in Winnipeg has been listening to those four individuals' careers, you'll hear Walkie Talkie, Projector, Din City, Chorus Versus, and of course, National Monument. Thanks for joining me, first off. Yeah, thanks and, for having us. Uh, I'm going to start easy here. Jason Hogland, do you, have you had this title in the back of your mind for a while? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, well, it started off, I had a, had a batch of tunes, and it was just kind of Jay Hovland. It seems weird to use that, obviously. And then obviously with these guys, you can't do that, right? Because it's not just me. It's, it's it, Everyone's contributing. So actually, there's a National Monument call, song called Panema. <laughs> the crazy thing about it, too, is the, in the lyrics of that song, I talk about Chris, I talk about Ernie, and I talk about Mitch. And this is like 10 years ago. What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Chris and Ernie, how did you become involved working with those two guys? Well, I've been friends with uh, with them for, you know, forever. Like, uh, I don't even know how long it's been. I guess since probably the 90s, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and Jay... Uh, had mentioned that they were working on some songs together and they wanted to perform them live. Um, and I'm never one to turn down an opportunity. So I just sort of, I sort of just asked, I said, well, I, I would play with you guys if, if, uh, if you wanted uh, uh, like another guitar player to perform these songs live. And that's basically how I got uh, involved. Chris is on bass. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm in, yeah. Uh, so I, I guess I can pick up where I, where I come into the picture here. Whereas, um, again, I'd known, I've known all these guys for years. Uh, I used to play at the zoo, double build with walkie-talkie mm -hmm. in bands back in the day. So we all go back from years. Um, common friends in in the scene with the band Hams.
Holmes tends to be a, a focal around. We all have a lot of common links to that. And so I was in that group. Uh, and again, although I never played with Mitch and uh, Jay or Ernie from formerly, we all sort of jammed together on, you know, we all, Jim, Mitch and I were roommates for a period and we had epic jams in a basement there. Uh, I'm sure Jay was part of that as well. Um, but as far as getting connected with this band, I left Canada for an extended period after Projector. After I left Projector, I was in South Korea for about 14 years. And then I returned. And um, I think it was shortly after I got back that uh, the band, the Panema had been been going and, and gigging with, a, with another, uh, I think you guys had been gigging and had a recording certainly prior to that and asked me to, to mix it and, and uh, get it ready for, uh, to, for release. So I got really familiar with the tunes in that way uh, from mm -hmm. hearing, hearing the, and I loved them. And so eventually they just, uh, I forget how that happened, but I got asked to, to come and jam one day and sort of, we started writing songs together and then that's how it, and then we sort of, a lot of those songs were re-recorded. Some of these songs were pre-existing and then we put, I re we, we recorded the whole bit. Um, uh, yeah, so then, and now here we are. I think that uh, happened before me as well, too. Oh, were you? Yeah, was it? Yeah. The recording? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get the uh, initial uh, recordings. The first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was so when the initial recording was mainly like Jay doing all the stringed instruments, Anna helping out, and me. Mm -hmm. That was it. Right, mm -hmm. okay. And were any of those recordings, those uh, pre-recordings, did any of those tracks or sound bites make it onto this album, or was it all redone? It was all redone. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we kind of just we posted that EP, that first EP, and then we kind of went, oh no, like we're starting this again, you know. So we just pulled it off. It's impossible to find on the internet. We scrubbed. <laughs> we we scrubbed the whole internet. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to talk about the album for a second. It's incredible. Uh, the four of you should be incredibly proud of yourselves. I, I, feel, like, I feel like the bio writing um, is almost falls short of the musicality that you're putting forward. Uh, there's definitely some psych rock elements in there, but the songwriting, the fucking songwriting, you write really great songs. Like for me, it remind, when you talk about the 90s, it's funny because for me it sounds a lot like space hog or sunset rub down um very kind of like melodic and jangly but clearly written from the point of view of a songwriter and who happens to have very talented friends um i really like how it interplays with the two vocalists well well done complimenting each other yeah well i think okay so the songs i can just speak for the songs i brought in uh I had that there was already kind of a vision for them, but you know, it's 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 unfair to just like say play this, play this exactly, and it's kind of you know it steals the soul, uh, 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 everyone else's soul and their contribution. So when I brought my ideas in, uh, for, for the most part, like the 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 ideas are holding true, but the tones and the wonderful uh, musicians that I'm playing with here in in the band, they're, they're all they're all very very talented. And have their own voice right so they they elevate it right they elevate it in, in an amazing way the, any ideas i brought in and i think just just through trust uh i love ernie uh and his playing and i love his songs so we it's just like i kept pushing him like you're writing a new one are you writing a new one you know just to get his his shit out there 
Hmm. And he was he he put some he put some songs in the album too, uh, a good little batch of songs, and just trusting his vision, knowing yeah we're gonna amalgamate in a very nice way, you know it's just it's just trusting one another really, and knowing that there's gonna be a cohesion in that right. I think when we started playing live, that's when we realized that uh, we had to, you know, record us, you know, like fully because everything was developing like really on the fly and we had to capture that um you know like some of the ideas that i that i brought um the way that they ended up you know i wouldn't have been able to to you know come up with that sound really and yeah it's great one of the things i found really captivating was uh the guitar work as a musician myself, but also knowing uh, Jason's catalog a little bit more than the others here, uh, it was fun to try and see which line was which. Uh, in the song, for example, Once Again, track two, it has that really kind of uh, melody-based... Oh, sorry, one sec. It's got that really melody-based uh, two-note delay, and then it also has this really jangly chord progression over top, and you know that sounded really familiar to me but it also wasn't, it wasn't like it was foreign, you know, like it was really, really gelled together. Yeah. Uh, um, so once again, thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. and sold, sold as slaves. Um, what are those songs about? They really got me. Um, thoughts and prayers is, is, I don't know, I guess that came from a place of frustration and in, in, in like hypocrisy reassurance from people in power that things will be all right if you just you know uh put your faith in 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 another power that won't do anything about like the current problems that we're facing on a daily basis to be very general i guess you know and i guess it it was just built out of of that idea of 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 the of the misery with that and finding a catharsis with with trying to write out of that feeling, I guess. Once again was, uh, you know, most of my songs, they're just, uh, it's, it's really just about me and what's going on, you know, between my ears, you know, uh, there's no real, uh, commentary about anything in the world or, you know, it's, it's, it's all about me, man. <laughs> Damn, you should have gone first, and then I could have said that one was about you too. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, like I really like how the album starts out with a very almost chant-like reoccurring melody in Jay's vocal, uh, and then it shifts gears, you know, into clearly like another song palette. Um, but then you guys layered in these these uh, you know, I I I I you know three four. And I thought those were really, really nice uh, outtakes. But mm. are, is that is that one piece, or is that just outtakes like littered throughout? So actually, they they were fully sculpted and fully scripted ideas. Like
And another thing that comes to mind, uh, listening to the drums, Mitchell, they're very, I guess what I would call them organic. Um, there's definitely a four on the floor danceability, but there's also a very like organic, like you're writing to the music. It, was that what you guys were talking about? Or was that something that you just realized, hey, this doesn't have, you know, uh, a, a set formula? Because it, it just kind of sculpts and goes all over the place. How did you create your drum rhythms and patterns for this music? Well, usually I make it as complex as possible. And I try and piss off my bandmates as much as possible, too. And they continuously yell at me and degrade it. And then I play a little simpler. And, but there's still elements of, I guess, uh, technicality involved. But in all seriousness, uh, I don't know. I try, to, I try to play simpler than I used to, that's for sure. Um, and try and throw in, like, little little nuggets, I guess, like little mm -hmm. licks or riffs and try and complement, uh, say things with like, um, when you're getting into uh, a chorus or whatever, or just trying to flip things on his head and stuff. Like I like trying out different ideas and like unconventional mm -hmm. drumming, but just to try and keep it streamlined too. So like just to have that danceability and that boogie woogie or whatever. Definitely. And it's interesting that you say you simplify it because I, I, I would agree but it's a very full sound. Like all, every note sounds very chosen. In, in particular, I was, uh, I was admiring the cymbal work a lot, especially near the back half of the album. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, the, yeah. Soul to Slaves and stuff was on there. Mm -hmm. we kinda, the end of the riff was kind of like a jam kind of monotony kind of thing. And I just wanted okay. to be in there like super heavy, like my noise rock influence and things like that. Like it, for me, the symbols went with the guitar riffs a lot, which is not a sentence I would say very often. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like to I like to accent a lot of things. I like to hit things. And <laughs> like, there's a lot of other recordings from different drummers, like drummers like Josh Freeze and things like that. Like, say on the first Perfect Circle album, where he's mm. kind of all over the place and like just slamming on things left, right, and center, in an unconditional or non traditional uh, kind of uh, rock kind of a thing like kind of mm -hmm. has, has like a jam rock atmosphere to it so i think that's something that i kind of like levitate towards is, is like that kind of uh yeah, accenting in weird places or right but um but once the drums were down i think we we started at layering um over the top of that and jay and and ernie sort of took things further and uh things were built organically after that so mm -hmm. Although it does capture that it's, it's, I think it was really great at capturing that where we were at when the songs were written, they probably will sound a little, they do sound a little different than they did. Um, Cause they are a little bit produced. And I think I'm glad to hear that, that, that does sort of uh, um, make the song stronger in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I think at least when I was at least um, always in mind was like, we want to be able to do this live, yeah. but we want to make it as good as sounding as possible. So everything we do mm -hmm. is there is, there's not, a, there's not 60 guitar tracks that is not, uh, <laughs> not unreproducible. There's, right. there's, um, but, but it, what if the tracks that are there, uh, maybe, yeah, it'll be a different sound live for sure. But uh, I think it'll, yeah, it's got a great. That's, that's great actually, a, and that's a great pro tip, honestly. And I thank Chris for like fighting for that, like pare it down. Let's go basic. Let's go basic because uh, you can get into this idea that you're like Kevin Shields, 
<laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, but you don't have the budget of Kevin Shields or, 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 yeah, or right. like you don't have that particular level of insanity to mix through 60 guitars. Like, you right. you know, and I've done that in the past and it, it too, yeah, I mean, it kind of would work, <laughs> you know what I mean? It kind of worked, but ultimately you're like, God, like, why, 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 why so many tracks? <laughs> you know, you believe, you, you believe, you believe in rock mythology. You, myth yes. you can believe it's a rock mythology a little too much sometimes, and you go, oh, layer, 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 layer. And having be able to add the bass, like you mentioned, I want to mention this, like uh, um, how fun it was to write the bass parts for this music. Because I think you 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 pointed out rightly so the the chords and, and the structures that that are created with the two guitars are super rich, and the drums, like it's just a, such a great pocket for me to fall into as a bass player. Yeah. Um, so that was that is with I was that my appetite was fully wet when mixing the, those initial tracks, and so I jumped right into the opportunity to to get involved. And yeah.
So I'm going to shift gears into some COVID questions here. Um, to every member of the band, what show would you like to play? Like, what's your ideal in the city right now, this weekend? Where are you playing? And, who, and who's one band that's opening up for you? E- 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 each of you. Huh. Now, are you talking like any band from anywhere or any time? <laughs> any band, any time. But you have to pick a local venue. <clears throat> okay. 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 I, I, you know, it, it feels like it's it been a decade since I even remember what live venues are in the city. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm trying to scramble my brain to even think. So like, let, let's extend it. <laughs> let's extend it to any venue in any city. Okay. Where, do you, where does your band want to play times four? And be at in any, excuse me, in any time period. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. I got it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's not that bad. Okay, so mid '90s at the Royal Albert, like early mid '90s. Yeah. Uh, an old band from San Diego called Clickatatikatoy. One of the best drummers in the world played in that band. Mario. And they'll be opening up for you at the Royal Albert this Friday. Well, we, uh, I'd be okay opening up for them, but <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, how about uh, Portage Avenue Street Party with the Clash? Nice. Nice. You said we were modest on our bio, so I'm just kind of reversing that trend right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play in like the smallest club uh, with the most amount of people in there, and it's super dark. And um, you have to take um, like a subway there. You can't drive because no one, no one drives. You, you can ride a bike if you want. So I don't know. I, I think it's either going to be somewhere in Europe, I guess. And uh, and whoever's uh, providing the gear, they'll they'll play with us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, thank you. You got to be inspired, Ernie. I can give a concrete example to that. I used to live in Korea and I, I played there a lot and I would take you guys. I'd love to take some friends to some clubs I played in there. And they are almost always small basement sweaty clubs where and the, the best kind. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if anyone's been to Japan uh, and been to the you might it'll be similar sort of vibe with those sort of smaller sort of live clubs. They all have backline, which is the best thing. So built in. And so we could just walk up and I think we just, um, the place I'd say uh, is unfortunate. I'd love to take you guys has just been torn down, but it's it was called uh, uh, Woodstock and it was on the third floor of a building. And uh, yeah, it was an amazing shop and I knew the owner really well. So it would have been great to play there like Friday, Saturdays for years. Yeah. If you're a musician in Seoul and you say Woodstock, you only know, you know what you're talking about. Um, the other ones are, yeah, there's only one live club that's called that. Anyways, so uh, if, yeah, it's how over. It's although not a lot of people know that there's live music of any quality in Asia. There, there's a lot of great players out there. So love and love to bring bands out there. Excellent. Those are great answers, guys. Hmm. Cool. So good question. My next, thanks. Interesting. My question. next question is: What is it like being a band during COVID? Like, what are you gonna do? Are you going to put out videos? Are you ever going to play a show? Like in your hearts, where do you feel your next move is? Um, well, I guess it's just, it's promo. It's promo stuff, you know? It's just getting out there and getting, like, we, we did work hard on this album. And we did work a long yeah. time on it. So, it, I mean, 
I guess this really has this is this is a pretty good expenditure of our energy and focus. It, it'd be you know, all too right. often in the past I've released an album and then in the bands I was in and then just go okay, you know, what's next? You know, not give it enough time to like get out in the world. So I mean, I think that's the, for me. I think that's the focus right now with this. Apart from that, uh, I finally started writing music. Like I, I the last year was just like maybe it was a malaise. Like I stopped working out. I stopped doing a bunch of things because you can't. It couldn't do mm -hmm. a lot of things, right? So then with that, like healthy practices started going away. So I didn't even bother writing that much. So I just start, I just wrote like a whole whack of songs a month ago. So that is a continuing trend, I think, for me in the music-related thing. So that's my answer. Anything else? What's it like being abandoned COVID? Yeah, I, I, we're really good at uh, this, you know, uh, Zoom meetings and, <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> I play guitar, you know, around the house quite a bit, and uh, I don't know, really, like, I, I haven't seen them, really, uh, I can't remember the last time i seen seen you guys, so. I don't even know who these guys are anymore. I don't even know if Ernie has legs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's always just kind of been a floating head to me, but... <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's tough. It's tough for everybody, but I mean, there, there's far tougher things going on in the world, right? So, mm. I mean, as long as you're keeping it, like, in, in regards to the selfish uh, angle about it, uh, being a band and, and, and a musician, and, and uh, as long as you're kind of keeping your chops up and trying to stay sharp uh, in other ways that you can't do as a collective playing together, that's all you can do, right? And just uh, wear your masks, stay away from each other, and it's super uh it's it's a great opportunity to put out uh you know something that we've been working on uh in the middle of a pandemic um because people are listening you know people people want to hear uh new stuff um you know they might want to see it but they're going to be hopefully you know pretty familiar with it you know by the time we get around to actually being able to play it live mm -hmm. uh, so it's super interesting that way, you know. Um, That'd be interesting. Oh, sorry. I, I, th I think I was going to say, I think there's a lot of uh, pent up energy, like from music fans, bands, mm -hmm. people who own clubs, obviously want to get back to business. And I think once there's the trigger is, is pulled and that's available to people, there'll be lots of opportunities to play and, and, and bands will be, um, yeah, it'll be exciting. Uh, I, I just don't when that'll be, but uh, I'm not afraid that it will ever return. I'm sure it will, but the, the only thing is what will be left remaining, which clubs will be able to open up, how many yeah. how many venues will have survived. That's kind of the sad thing we'll have to look at after. But I'm sure the like the energy that's there will be directed towards new venues. People always do. Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of strong will behind that. I agree. It is everything is excited and interesting at the moment. <laughs> um, well, I think I'm going to wrap up here and I also want to thank you for, for your time and your, uh, your intellect and your music ability. It was really nice talking to all four of you. Yeah. It's great to talk to you again, David. Been a long time. Appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers. Hey, I hope to see you in real life one day. Bye. Hey, bye guys. Bye. Bye. The way to see now is